The evil that men do lands on. We gonna bang your head! You are now listening to the Music Mania podcast, a hard-hitting show featuring all things hard rock and heavy metal. And now here are your hosts, the twins of chaos, Clint Switzer and Paul Lagana. All right, it is our pleasure on this week's episode of the Music Mania Podcast to welcome our guest this week. It is guitarist extraordinaire, one of the greatest guitarists on planet Earth, and that's not just me saying that, and that's just not me kissing up, John. John Five, welcome to the show. How's everything going, my man? Everything's going well. How you doing? Uh, doing great, and just looking around, I mean, you've got, uh, you've got an album coming out, you've got a tour coming up. Um, Season of the Witch is this new album. <laughs> which is a follow-up to Careful With That Axe, which was uh, from back in 2014. It comes out March 3rd. John, just kind of tell us about the process uh, of writing and recording here, A Season of the Witch, and what can we expect uh, expect from this one, my man? Well, here's what, I, here's what I did with this record. I wanted to do something completely different. Um, you know, I have a 13-year-old son, and... He is, you know, I kind of watching what what he's doing and how his friends and his generation is listening to music, and it's completely different. So people, of course, CDs are a thing of the past, of course. But yeah. People aren't really even, in, uh, you know, they're not even downloading anymore. So everything is streaming and YouTube, believe it or not, and um, so. When he listens to music, he usually just streams it or watches it on YouTube. So what I did is I put out uh, one song a month with a video. So for January, here's your song, download it, stream it, and then here's the video that goes with it. And I did that once a month because people just, nowadays, they just watch music. And um, it was really, uh, <laughs> it really worked really well because... You know, all together, collectively, it's well over, you know, two million views with everything. And there's no way I could get two million spins on the radio with anything. So I made uh, about six videos. I'm going to make some more. And uh, it really worked really well. Well, John, you've got uh, a tour to follow this, and I believe it starts March 3rd as well, believe it or not. Uh, same day as the uh, the physical album comes out, March 3rd, Season of the Witch Tour. Doing a bunch of cities for this. It's going to lead you right into the Rob Zombie uh, spring tour dates. Uh, for anyone that's never seen you live, I mean, it is sonically, it is visually impressive. I was able to see you in uh, 2015 here in Kansas City. Man, it's a, it's a great show. What are uh, what can fans expect from this tour, uh, from the Creatures? Well, this, this tour is going to be really cool. It's it's a different, completely different show from the uh, previous tour. Um, you know, it's going to be a, a blast. So yeah, it's it's a, a really tour coming up. Uh, yeah, absolutely, and I, I I want everyone to to go out and see this if it hit. I mean, I, I believe it starts on the on the west coast there in Washington. It's going to wind down and uh, hit most parts of the country. Leads you right into the Rob Zombie tour date. You guys are doing a as just you guys have just become the. 
festival poobahs of hard rock and heavy metal for and Rob Zombie. I mean, you guys are hitting all the big festivals again this summer, going out and doing it right. Uh, um, I, you guys just, how different are those festival dates? I mean, you're outside. I know it's hot in a lot of the places, but it's just got to be different than kind of a normal tour where you're doing indoors and kind of have your own dressing room. This is kind of, those festivals are just kind of crazy, aren't they? Well, I really enjoy them because you get to, um, you know, see all these cool bands and most of them are your friends. So you get to, you know, catch up with old friends that you haven't seen in a long time and things like that. It's, it's really a pleasure doing these festivals and you know, it's, it's, you, the day goes by so fast cause you're like, Oh, maybe I'll go watch this band or maybe I'll go watch this band. And, um, uh, it's really fun. I love doing this festival. I'll tell you, these 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 festivals are great, you guys. And what uh, what can we expect? Because you know, I know a couple years ago, you guys did basically one of the biggest tours you've ever done. I mean, just the uh, the theatrics were insane. And I remember I uh, heard an interview with Rob where he said, "I didn't even know. I thought I was going to get hit by something every time I moved. I didn't know where to go. It was just too much." And then you kind of scaled it down a little bit and did a little bit more of a you know strip down a little bit. Where where's this one going to going to stand with regards to some of these other Rob Zombie tours? You know, that's a good question. I'm not sure, but hopefully, you know, whatever we do, it's going to be a blast. It's going to be a big show. Um, I think, you know, I can't, I don't really know if we're going to have a ton of production or if it's going to be stripped out. But I, I think if I would guess, it's probably going to be production, but I'm not sure. <laughs> don't quote me. But yeah. Uh, you know, we'll see what Rob wants to do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I, you know, I want to ask you because you've done the score for a couple of Rob's films. Uh, this latest one, Thirty One. What I mean, just talk about the process of actually scoring a film. Is this a deal where you sit down in a room, and you watch like a rough cut of the film, and you just start kind of going from there? What's the process of, with regards to writing the scores? Because the, the score you did for Thirty One was a lot different than what I would have expected, and it's amazing. It's like almost calm, a lot of acoustic stuff. And uh, Rob's soundtracks are always so seventies rock eccentric, as this one was. But the score itself was a lot different. It was almost peaceful and beautiful in a way for such a crazy film. How's that process work? Well, it, you know, I get 100% of the direction from Rob, so he'll tell me what he's looking for, and he'll tell me, you know, he'll give me cue sheets, and uh, he'll say, I need this here, and I need that here, and I need this here. And, and he really is, you know, that's so helpful, because, you know, you don't have to guess of what's going to go there. You know exactly what he wants, and... All you got to do is just listen to what he says and you'll have an easy, easy time. And yeah, that piece at the end of the film, that acoustic mm -hmm. sounding piece, you know, I love that piece of music. It's one of my favorite pieces of music and uh, I'm really uh, happy how that turned out. And we did that actually in Rob's kitchen in like uh, two <laughs> takes. Wow, the magic of filmmaking. Uh, you're just such a versatile player, though. I mean, uh, people look at people, you know, you just uh, put your name on YouTube. I mean, you'll see you playing anywhere from, you know, just you know, the expected like guitar shredding and to all the way to chicken picking and very and acoustic stuff. That's I mean, you just you're so versatile as a player. And I think that um, since joining Rob's band, I think one thing that's been good for you is that your presence um, and your talent has been showcased in such a way that people are really starting to re you know recognize your solo stuff going back and realizing what a great guitar player you are because I mean you do you deserve that respect and it's good that um, you're able to showcase it in in the spotlight uh, with a huge band like Rob Zombies 
But yeah, it's a thank you very much. And I really enjoy music in general. I just love music, and and I love learning every day. I'm I'm and I'm always playing guitar. Like right before I was talking to you, I was playing guitar. So it's uh, you know, something I'm doing all the time, all the time, all the time. And um, you know, I don't take it for granted. It's a pleasure what I do, and uh, I'm really fortunate. Um, to be doing this well and you, you started off i mean you did you did a lot of session work you did a lot of things before this happened but in 98 joining david lee roth i mean growing up as a you know as a huge rock fan as i know you were i'm sure you were a, a huge van halen fan as everyone was what was that like for you um and kind of describe just what it was like getting the call from dave how did it work out for you actually joining him because that 98 day dlr band album is, is awesome and kind of underappreciated but that was your start really and as far as out there in the mainstream and what it, that must have been just a great experience for you yeah, I was also with Rob Halford at yeah. the same time, and um, I, um, you know, I was like, I wonder what Dave's doing. So I, I literally looked up his management on the back of his book, Crazy from the Heat, and uh, called up their management and said, "Hey, I want to send some songs over." And you know, they didn't know me at all. Nobody did, you know. So um, luckily, I. I uh, was able to send some stuff and they got it to Dave surprisingly. And, and, uh, they said, Oh, we like this. So can you send us a few more songs? And I haven't talked to Dave yet, of course. And, you know, I was very poor. So I was like, um, let me, uh, you know, going into the studio back then was a very expensive thing. So I, um, you know, there was no home studios or anything like that back then. So I do everything, go into the studio, find musicians, so I did three more songs and they liked those and they said, Hey, can we have some more? And I said, well, you know, I really can't afford it. So they, uh, that's when I got a call from Dave and he said he really enjoyed it and, uh, you know, invited me over to the house and then and that was it. Well, and it seems like that, um, you know, sonically and visually your style kind of got created when you joined Marilyn Manson in 98. I know you'd um, auditioned for the band uh, a few years before that, but in 98 you joined the band, you come up with the name John five and you kind of create your look. Um, kind of just describe that experience of joining uh, Marilyn Manson, developing what your look would be in the band. And because obviously it was a very visual and, you know, bang you over the head, visually theatrical band. I mean, how did you develop that? And just kind of talk about your experience joining Manson and um, six years in the band. I mean, it was a great ride for you. And again, just another step, I think for you in your career at that time. Well, it's funny. I didn't really audition before. What happened was I called the studio where they were. And I said, you know, of course they didn't know who I was. And I called the studio and I said, I understand you're looking for a guitar player. I don't even think I said my name. And they said, we found somebody. And then that was it. And that was probably, I don't know, what was that, 96 or 97? I don't know when it was. And uh, then I um, was on tour in Europe. And I, you know, a huge Banson fan. And I was excited. I was like, oh, I finally get to see Manson. And I was in Europe. I was on tour with Halford. And uh, they canceled the show. And I was so bummed out. You know, I was like, oh, I'll never get to see Manson. So I went home. We, you know, it was the end of the tour. And we, at the end of the tour, I went to my apartment, opened the door, and the phone was ringing. 
and it was Tony Ciula, the Manson's manager, and he said, hey, we're having problems with our guitar player. Will you uh, come meet us for lunch? And I just literally got off a plane uh, from Europe, and I said, sure. And I went down down the street and um, met Manson and Tony at a restaurant, and um, they had, uh, I remember Manson just giving me the name John Five because he said he wanted to do a lot of things with numbers at this time. Yeah. And I want to, you know, I want you to be John Five and, and I want, um, you know, and, you know, I want you to join the band and all that stuff. And I didn't even play. We were just at lunch. And then so I saw, I, you know, we walked to the car together and in his car was the David Lee Roth record and the two record. Yeah. So, uh, so it was uh, really cool, and then that was it. You know, that was then the train started rolling, and I remember, <laughs> you know, it was just it was such a wild time. It was a really <laughs> wild time. Well, speaking of wild times, I mean, I, uh, I got to see if you remember this or not because you did so many hundreds of dates and you do this all over through the years. But there's one gig in particular I think you might remember, and we're here in Kansas City, Missouri, where we record this show um, here in the Midwest, <laughs> and it was on the Golden Age of Grotesque tour. You guys were here playing an event, and uh, the barricade up front breaks, John, and all hell breaks loose, full scale riot. Uh, it was Freakers Ball 03. Do you have any recollection of that event? Because it was traumatizing for me as a college student. Was it was it a festival? Yeah, it was called Freakers Ball. It was right around Halloween. The barricade up front broke uh, two or three songs into your set, and just all yes, hell. I remember, and there was a riot. Yes, and we had to get out of there. Yes, full scale, and it was insane. I was in college at the time. I didn't know I could. I was getting sprayed with pepper spray. It was insane. I just, you know, it's funny you do a million shows over your career. It's like do you even remember that? But that was a crazy one. That was a gold. That was towards the end of your time there, actually, in the band. Yeah, that that was really really crazy. I remember our bodyguard just going, "Everybody out! Everybody out! Get on the bus and go!" And then we were like, "Okay." Yeah, that's insane. I mean, it's crazy to think too. I mean, you've been with Rob Zombie now for twelve years, I think, oh <laughs> five to. To 2017, what a ride it's been. You guys have some shows coming up here. Um, I, I think only a couple in the U.S., though. Chicago Open Air and maybe one more. Um, so the U.S., you better, you better get to Chicago for that if they're going to see Rob Zombie this summer, correct? Yes, we are We are doing some uh, festivals and stuff in, in the States. And, uh, you know, but first is that tour with the Creatures. And I think there's like something like 40 shows in 45 days or something like that. I mean, it's totally insane. So it's going to be a busy 2017. <laughs> hey, that's, that's always a good thing. And before we let you go, I, I just kind of recollecting, and I know you're such a big fan of music and the genre, but as I looked at it from just my own personal journey, I, I started off 2016 at New Year's Eve with Motley Crue's final concert saw Black Sabbath's farewell tour, Rush has retired, Lemme Kill Mr. Died, Twisted Sister played their final show in South Dakota. As you look at it, this year has just been so insane, and it got me thinking, like, what in the world am I going to do in 10 years? Who am I going to go see this as a fan? you got to look at it. It's, like, it's the first sign of your heroes are not going to be around forever, and that's sort of sobering, really. You know, that's a really... Uh, it's true. You know, that's it's true, and all good things will pass and uh you know and it's just you know it's the decision of these bands and but we have to think of it this way is they've given us so much great music and so many great memories and 
everything like that. I mean, it's such a gift what we have received. And, you know, our heroes can't go on forever, but, you know, what they've given us will definitely live on longer than any of us. That's a very, very well put, John. I'll tell you what, guys, go to John slash five. That's dash. John dash five. You don't want to do the slash because that's going to take you somewhere weird. John dash five dot com. That's where you can get all the tour information, all of the merchandise. Guys, go pick it up. Um, the new album comes out March 3rd. I guess check it out on YouTube until then since, you know, that's that's the way we have to do it now. I'm going to pull it up right now and just start watching it on YouTube. That's the new medium. John, great, best of luck with this tour coming up, man. Um, look forward to catching out on the road and with the zombie tour. Always a pleasure, my man, and it is such a pleasure for us. Thanks for joining us here on the Music Mania Podcast. Thank you, man. Thank you very much. Have a good one, John. Thank you so much.